0: The following podcast is presented to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the panel discussion, your home for comic book talk and all things... Things, comic book culture. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, alongside, as always, Greg Nolton. And we are without Chris Gullo again, but that's okay. We still have lots to talk about, an episode full of good news um, and comic book reviews, which is what we try to bring here every week, right here on the BICBP Radio Network. Uh, we're going to start off this week with, I mean, non spoiler Captain Marvel talk. And what we thought of it, uh, I personally thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I know you were a little. There were some things that you it didn't yep. quite uh, tickle your fancy, I guess to say. And um, but but I liked it. I thought it was a really good way of of pushing the the story. It was a cool little oh yeah you know pre like pre prequel to the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe essentially at least the the modern stuff yes, now yes for sure. Um,
1: I really I like I enjoyed some of the the shield throwbacks I enjoyed just I enjoyed Brie Larson as Captain Marvel a, a, a ton um, without a spoiler there was a scene where she's like fighting and she stops in the middle of the fight and just like growls at one of the people and I don't know why I just like it popped me here just <laughs> this is great she's just such a different character um, yeah and, and we we've talked about this but I'll, I'll say real quick the, the things that I didn't love are more personal things. It's it's not necessarily a bad movie. Um, it, it doesn't make it a bad movie at all. It's a great movie. The things that I didn't love were, there were some small editing things. Um, and just the, her her villains didn't feel dire enough for how big her role is supposed to be going into Thanos. It right. just didn't feel like, um, oh man, like she could handle anything. But at the same time, I'm, the more and more I think about it, the villain she was handling with, she never really broke a sweat or felt super worried about it. So I guess that kind of adds, to it. like, there was never this feeling where, like, the other heroes were like, "Oh gosh, everything's gonna fall apart around us." She was just like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> yeah,
0: which was which is cool. Um, but you know, looking forward as to what's to come, what does it mean? Yeah. Um, but it, it I mean, it does make sense in hindsight. And like yeah. I said, we won't get too detailed into no. it. We won't spoiler it up. Uh two Everyone much. dies. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um No, just kidding. But you know, she it, it does make sense yeah. that she's as, as becomes as powerful as she did. I mean, yeah. The journey was cool. For the sure. journey throughout the movie was really cool. I thought the story was one of the better ones. Yep. Um
1: they changed her her origin up just a tiny bit, like how she got her powers. Um but I didn't hate that. I didn't hate the change at all? Yeah, honestly, there's. Some... I think that that change made more sense. I I liked it. You
0: know, there's some characters where you're just like, don't touch the origin story. Yeah. The, there are there are some the the, the elites. Yeah. Um. The Spider Man. The, For the sure. You know, Superman, Batman, those kind of characters. But um, I mean, I I, li- I liked I liked mm-hmm. her origin. The the whole journey from from the the first. There were there were some weird cuts at the beginning. Like yeah. it was weird. Um. How they were going about it, like I was confused. Like I was like, "Oh, is this back in time? Is this?" But um, other than that, I thought it was really good. It was it was cool seeing her and Sam Jackson together again. I think this is like their third movie together.
1: Yeah, they did King Kong, and what was the?
0: There's one other one a couple years uh, prior to that, I believe, or somewhere in between.
1: Yeah, yeah that, it, looking back at that King Kong, it's like her, Sam Jackson, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. <laughs> it's a bunch of like Marvel actors. Yeah.
0: So and. They have a good chemistry, and for sure. I will say that there was more Sam Jackson, Nick Fury than I anticipated, and I was not mad about it. At not all. at all. It was really, really well done. Good to see him actively in there. Um, but all eyes right now set on Endgame. Endgame. End game. Avengers Endgame. Um, whatever it takes is the motto for it, as seen by the trailer, and I am absolutely enthralled. Um, yesterday, the, our recording days are Fridays right now. Um, oh, yeah. Thursday, about 8.30, 8.45 a.m., uh, the new Endgame trailer dropped, broke the internet again. And I've probably watched it more times than I care to admit, <laughs> honestly. But I, I'm i still getting the chills from it's it. It's so good. It's so good. Um, okay there, bud. Okay. Um, <sighs> I thought he was humping air or something. No, he's just trying to soften your <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> but, was he scratching it? Oh, yeah. oh you jerk. Um, <laughs> but it was intense, and it did, again, it showed nothing. Nothing. But,
1: no, and the stuff they showed, it was like, I have no idea what just happened.
0: <laughs> dude, it was so intense. And, like, me, now Now that I'm, like, older and I do this show and I see that there's, like, people can make money off of over examining. Like oh examining—is yeah. that a word? Examining. Examining. Oh my god! <laughs> this day is horrible. Uh, little little backup, backup today. Uh, today, <laughs> I drove to Greg's house and Greg drove to my house to record the episode. Greg oh. lives half an hour away exactly. Yep. Um, so I came back. We're recording this episode about an hour later than anticipated, <laughs> but we're we're doing it. We're still we're still alive here. Um, <laughs> but examining. <laughs> examining examining
1: uh examinating is the new official word um, used by panel discussion i gotta numbers. get a t-shirt um
0: <laughs> examinating comic books i can't believe <laughs> i said that uh oh christ and yeah he was uh people you know over looking into it there was a couple cool details that i noticed but a lot of the stuff was pretty vague yeah um the most obvious one that, that i caught was Tony Stark, and Nebula
1: walking with the Avengers at the end. which So that that scene, real quick, I think it's interesting to me. Because we see Tony Stark and Nebula, we don't see Captain Marvel. Right. Which is weird. And we don't see the Hulk,
0: Bruce Banner, either.
1: Yeah, so where the heck are they?
0: So Because we know they're there. Yes. Which, I mean, they could have just not shown them. I, I don't know. Um, you did make a good point when I messaged you about... Uh, trusting the Russo brothers even less than politicians. I, think I was trust the
1: politicians more than I trust the Russo brothers. Which is yes. a
0: it's it's a great point. I mean, they got us last time with the um, the Hulk. Yeah. Versus the Hulk Buster and that rushing yeah. scene that that got everybody pumped up for Avengers, um, Infinity War, and then this time uh, it could it could very easily be photoshopped. Yeah. Uh, or right. not photoshopped, but edited. Um, over the Hulk and Captain Marvel they, they're very good at that stuff
1: yeah they could have shot that scene and then we could see the same scene later with Bruce Banner standing where um Tony is yes and Carol standing where Nebula is and one of the reasons I immediately thought that is she's shoulder or uh, Banner blah, 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 Tony Stark <laughs> is shoulder to shoulder with Black Widow
0: right <laughs> like, you would ah! think he'd be towards the front yeah technically knowing knowing know.
1: what's going in and so Tony's got and his armor is sleeker, but he's got like a regular quantum suit on. Yeah. Where like rody has got that huge quantum suit on, which part that's his legs. I get that. Right. But still like wouldn't he, Tony have more of like an Iron Man looking quantum suit than just a plain quantum you suit? You would think that's an actually really good analysis as well. But he's got the—I know he's got the bleeding edge armor with the the nano the nanites. So yeah, who knows?
0: We really don't, uh, and that's that's just driving my interest even more. Stupid and Russo brothers are the worst, but I love that's them the so much. <laughs> they are the best, dude.
1: Like if. It, it, and this is the hard thing, and, and hopping back to Captain Marvel real quick, I think one of the issues with Captain Marvel, and people thought the same thing with Ant-Man and Wasp, is the Russo brothers are just incredible at what they do. Um, just tying such a big ensemble cast, keeping secrets, and just telling a really great story that we got super spoiled by the, the couple movies they were a part of, that the measuring stick for Marvel movies is just so high now.
0: It's gotten... It- bigger tremendously yeah, yeah, like yeah. i feel like it's it's be, like i the original avengers and right age of Ultron because whedon was kind of the guy in charge right yeah. um looking back on those they see they seem to pale in comparison oh, of the gosh, second yeah. the second half which is which is crazy. you know obviously there was great movie you know great the movies in that Guardians, time period
1: you have ragnarok like all those movies stepped it up huge so when you take a step Back, you would say, "quote unquote," with like Captain Marvel and Ant Man and Wasp. you're bringing in new directors who haven't really touched Marvel movies yet. Yeah, uh, it, it it throws you off a little bit.
0: A little bit. Um, <sighs> just the tiny, just bit. a tiny bit. But they, they feel the difference. Yes, yes. I think that's the most important thing to to say is that you can feel the difference. But they're still uh, bigger in their own respect. Um, yeah, that on-game trailer was everything. I watched it probably 30 times. I'm still getting the chills when they're they're doing the walkout scene. Yeah. Um, everybody looked great too. Oh yeah, everybody looked great.
1: Uh, there, were the toy, the toy um, spoiler was a real thing with those quantum suits. It's good to know. Yes, yes. Uh, I want to know, and this is just me as 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 a an analyst of film. Like, if you, if you don't know, one of the reasons we do, I did started doing the show is um, when I what I went to college for is like analyzing. TV and, and all of that, um, and symbolism is a big thing for me. I want to know if the black and white with the red, that's a typical trope. Yes. I want to know if there's a reason why they specifically chose to do that for the flashbacks and really make the red pop out, because um, even the little things like... Reality Stone? Maybe. Maybe. Cause, Cause, even like Asgard, I don't. When they're showing the wide shot of Asgard, even in that little scene, the tiny flags are red. Yeah. And that seems too significant to me, but that could just be me overanalyzing or the Russo brothers just making. I don't. You think I something... don't think
0: so. I think with the Russo brothers, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And there, there definitely is. I, I think the the fact that the red is standing out, is and then they
1: intentionally are showing. Um intentionally showing like characters that wear red and there's a lot of characters that wear red but like they're showing falcon and scarlet witches they die with the shot of thor right I- i'm just curious i, I want to know if there's more to that and again it could just be dramatic like it's a very dramatic look as well so it could just be that
0: it did it, and, did, it did stand out like more than the original scene did in and red color. has
1: a lot to do with death yeah um so it could be that There's a lot with Endgame. And again, we've only got the first 20 minutes. There's so many rumors. Like, uh, I am, fingers crossed, hoping for the rumor that Black Knight is involved somehow or the Ebony Blade is involved somehow. We have no idea if that could be truth, but with time travel, that's a total possibility. I'm a huge Dane Whitman mark. Um, So that's a possibility. We... still don't know if Warlock will be involved, especially with Guardians 3 held up in the air the way it is. Yeah, um, We got a tease of him in Guardians 2, but Adam Warlock is a huge part of the Infinity War um, storyline. Plus, plus, we'll hop into the other news kind of with this. The X-Men Fantastic Four deal is about to go through. Yeah, it's officially happening. Um, there's some reports that today, Friday
0: the 15th of March, that it went through, uh, even though it hasn't broken the internet, so I don't believe it's true. Um, but it is supposed to happen within the next week.
1: Yeah, I thought it was the 20 something, but that could just be me. It I thought might it was the be. 23rd or 4th. It, it
0: could be some fake news. I don't know. Fake news. Fake news. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's big. I mean, we've all been anticipating it we've all been hoping that it would happen
1: and Uh, i feel like if it it is happening and they knew it was happening there's already been scene shots there's been some secret castings we don't know about because again the russo brothers are devious son of a gun the russo brothers run shield in real life (laughs) because they are they pale like like nick fury and marie hill Pale in comparison to the secretism of freaking the Russo brothers. You're not wrong. They're better espionage agents. <laughs> they're so good. And you know what? It actually makes
0: me happy that they do that. and They're not as it. open. Because that's how movies should be. Movies reveal too much. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen on Facebook that um, somebody said that a preview wasn't good, wasn't good because it didn't reveal a whole lot. Or it reveals too much. Or it reveals too much. Um, and it, like... And they say that and Yeah, they'll they'll complain that it didn't show or it showed too much, and then they'll they'll complain that oh it sh- they showed all the good spots in a movie. Yeah. Whereas the like in some genres of movies it's okay to do that. Um, but with this the, I think less less is more in,
1: Especially this specific movie.
0: Especially this one because there's so the much the significance yeah. with it. Um, they've haven't shown anything, but I just enough. Like I'm there was a there was there's a long period of time where I was like, Man, they're really yeah. not pushing endgame like they should and oh, it doesn't, i just it were. doesn't have the aura around it and then this trailer came out and i was like this is real okay now i'm ready
1: and the reason i think they are is this um they did do a good job with it is how many theories in the last year How many ideas have people come up with? How much news? Without pushing it, have we heard, without consistent trailers, there's promotion. so many talks because there's so much secretism around it and people are so interested in what happened the way Infinity War left off. Instead, you had fans going nuts trying to figure out what could happen. And it's smart in a couple of ways. One, self-promotion, like you said. By giving little... Yeah. You're producing more. They probably saved a lot
0: of money in advertising by doing it the way that they did.
1: Everyone's promoting it themselves. Like, man, I want to know what's going on with Endgame. And two, it almost allowed this crowdsourcing where you get to see what, like, by the fans doing theories, you get to see what fans want to see, what they're interested in, what they wouldn't want to see. Yeah. And you get to watch that and go, okay, hey, fans kind of want to see this. Or fans are expecting this, so we can add this twist instead of what they're expecting. Um, it allows them to like really build around what the fans want and mess with them. <laughs> and I think it's genius. It's smart. Um, but yeah, I, I'm loving this. And again, with Endgame, we don't know. We have no idea. Like With this deal going through, we could have some Fantastic Four teases, some X-Men teases. Um, Avengers Tower is being bought out. It could totally be the Baxter building.
0: That's what a lot of people suggested. Um, there's theories that you know Loki is
1: still alive yeah. after everything that happened. Um, we could get some doom. We could get... We can get anything. We don't know. There's that Galactus theory, which I'm not too crazy about, that, that Thanos snapped to try to stop Galactus. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. There's a
0: couple of... Like, like really? This is what you got? Kind I of. would love
1: Galactus. Don't oh, get yeah. me wrong. Um, but... Eh. But we could have the X-Men involved with the time change. It could bring mutants back into the fold. And like I've said, I'm super excited if this comes to fruition. When we did our prediction episode of where the next phase goes, yes. I said this phase is going to end with X-Men versus Avengers. And that is currently the rumor of what could happen. So I could be right. I could win a million dollars. I don't win a million dollars. but But that could be really cool, and I would love to see that. Um, especially, I don't know, honestly, the biggest thing for X-Men for me is the casting. I just want to see who they cast in the roles because Mark, like, um, MCU has been so creative and smart about casting that they've made people you would never expect work. Like I would have never been like, Oh, I want Mark Ruffalo as Bruce, Bruce Banner. Right. I've never, there were, I, he topped Eric Banner, He topped Edward Norton. I would never see anyone else in that role now. I would have never been like oh Robert Downey Jr for Tony Stark. He makes 100% sense. Like there all of these people that they've cast I would have never been like maybe Chris Hemsworth, he's probably the only one who I would have been like yeah he could be Thor. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. for the most part I wouldn't have been like oh give me Paul Rudd as as Scott Lang like
0: <laughs> or Chris Evans even as Captain yeah. America because you know all the goofy movies that he He's a ruf from. Yeah. He deep down he is. He's he's starting to take you know his movie roles a little yeah. bit more seriously now, and it, as he grows older.
1: Chris Evans has always been like the football quarterback from Not Another Teen Movie for
0: me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like that's it. And it's
0: it's hilarious how that panned out. But... but
1: he's perfect, and yeah. So Sebastian Stan is another one. I would have never seen him as as Winter Soldier. He's always kind of done those roles too. He was in Gossip Girl. Yes, I watched that show with my wife. Um, <laughs> but like. So they're really smart about their castings. No, which is which is so good. Who knows? We could we could get someone as Wolverine we would have never guessed. But all I'm asking is Luke Evans as Doctor Doom.
0: <laughs> that's a fair. <laughs> that's a fair demand. I actually like that one a lot.
1: Uh, and John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I With think Emily that Blunt as Invisible Woman, it's just a package deal. Yeah. And, and otherwise, it's, I don't it's care. It's a good package deal. Actually, the Fantastic Four rumor castings. I've been a huge fan of all of them. Like Zac Efron is Human Torch, I hated it when I first read it, and I was like, "No, man, I actually love that now." The more and more I think about it, like he'd be a killer, Johnny Storm. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he really would be. He really would be. There's so many. There's uh, there's so much good stuff. That's the Fantastic
1: Forecastings have been the one of the first ones I've looked at and been like, "Wow, the fans killed it."
0: <laughs> yeah, and the, they have done very well. You can find a variety of different, uh, you know, sheets, yeah. discussions, articles about that sort of thing.
1: But those three are cons- or those four people. Yeah, four are pretty consistent across the board, and then like I keep seeing John Cena as the thing. Which again, I don't hate that either, but it's okay. <laughs> I could see someone hey, better in that role.
0: Yeah, I could definitely do it too.
1: I actually would have liked John Cena more. As, as long
0: as he doesn't have to have like a, he would be a good Shazam. Um, as long as like, we don't get a thing that has like this weird voice. Oh, I want this. the
1: New Yorker accent, because that's like if you read any of the comic books in fantastic. That's all I read them in. Yeah, he always talks. So in that like, ninety, that, that
0: ninety cartoon, the Marvel Power Hour, or whatever yeah. it was.
1: He always talks with that like thick Brooklyn accent, and it's perfect. I, I can't really do it, but it's perfect. <laughs> it's that's how he talks in like fragmented um, English. But he's and he's
0: playing. always been like that. Always, always. even the, like the the sixty, the old sixty seven cartoon, yep. um, talked like that. Yep. The the one where they didn't include the Human Torch. checklist uh,
1: did it great. Yeah, probably. he was spot on.
0: He was spot on. He was great, um, man. But there's so much good stuff. I mean, we're about a, what a month away.
1: A month though, a month and two weeks. <laughs> so close. That'd drive me nuts. As soon as tickets go on sale, you can bet the panel discussion will already have theirs.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're. Uh, I'm saving. I'm putting aside money for it.
1: Our. Trigger fingers are ready. <laughs> we're just like wait, scrolling through Facebook I will. I wouldn't be
0: surprised if we were recording today and they, they pop up. Oh, but gosh. uh nothing yet. Yeah, as we go check our phones. <laughs> nothing yet.
1: In but, tandem.
0: But um today we had a topic. We did a really good one last week, and we wanted to thank Johnny Townsend for coming on and doing that Batman episode with us. Na, 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 it was cool. And then I'm like, oh, we want to do this again. And in all honesty, this week should be this Shazam episode because it comes out this upcoming week. Um, yeah, it? yeah, it does. Oh, we missed the boat on that I thought one. It was
1: March 22nd. Um, That's next week. It is. <laughs> so.
0: We missed the boat, we blew it. Uh but next week we will do a Shazam episode. Um Shazam. and feature that yeah, March is going by really quick. I can't believe it's already the middle of the month. But next week will be our Shazam episode. Um sorry we missed it. Well, we usually do it, but this week we're going to go and backtrack on the life of
1: No, we were right. It's next week. It comes out April 4th. Early release is March 22nd. Oh, really? Yep. San early release. So we're good. <laughs> I was nervous. I was like, "We really messed this no, up? No, I thought so because it's actually – it's so it's Shazam April 4th. So we're doing a Shazam episode, and then we'll be doing Hellboy the following week. Good so, stuff. So we got some specials, and right now I've decided since we're recording on Fridays – I know you hear this on Mondays, but these are flashback Fridays as we go through the stories of yeah. these people. And this, if you guys like this uh, specific format um, – because I know we've been reading kind of all over the place. If you really like to hear us – kind of like go through some of the characters' backgrounds and like how where they started and where they've come from. Please let us know. Please comment oh, on the absolutely. Facebook. Or because if that's the case, this is something we'll do more often as an episode special or maybe do something separate with it. Um
0: many, yeah, we can do like many episodes it like once Chris gets back into the fold. Yeah. Um you know we can we can add this to many episodes. But I think it's a really cool concept. And there's a lot of good there's a lot of there's literally I have millions of comic book characters. Um, that we can do, we've wanted to do. We've already kind of done some of them with their movies, like we've done Venom. We kind of.
1: I've wanted know. to do like I have a list. Like I've wanted to do Booster Gold, Green Lantern, and Black Panther yeah. are three that I'm like very interested in covering because Black Panther's changed a lot. Um, and Luke Cage is another one I'd love because he's changed a ton. Yes. So I'd be interested in looking at some of those. Um, but so yeah. if you guys are interested, let us know.
0: Suggest it, or even email us. We do have an email at very ever. Gets emails inside in it, but fill um, it. fill it, <laughs> fill it with your
1: ideas. <laughs> we keep whispering today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the uh, email us at the the panel discussion at gmail.com. and give us a suggestion. While we like suggestions for episodes, uh, we like not having to use our brain all the time. Yeah, uh, which I mean, today we're just we're pretty much on autopilot. But um, it went really well last week. And I wanted to do another hero, uh, well, another character. He's been a hero. He's been a villain. And if you listened last week, uh, I wanted to cover the L- Bucky Barnes, Captain America's faithful sidekick, um, who first appeared all the way back in 1941 with the first appearance of Captain America and Steve Rogers. He's had a really cool story. And honestly, he hasn't been used nearly as much as... Nearly as much as people would think. I mean, no. there's some... You know, if, if you don't know, there was a legit 50-year span where Bucky Burns wasn't used in comic books.
1: He didn't make his debut as Winter Soldier till 2004? Five. Five. Five, yeah. So um, he's, pretty con- he's pretty new in that sense as, like, that character. It's just within the last, you know, 20-some years. Yeah,
0: which... Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Bucky has been Bucky's been like he's been around in like thoughts and memories of Cap, um, sometimes forgot, you know, some often mentioned uh, some, you know, sometimes I guess, but he's recently gained popularity
1: the movies helped a ton. A ton. Uh,
0: with Sebastian Stan's, like, really good performance. Even though, I mean, it wasn't true to the comic books, because uh, when Cap first found Bucky, Bucky was uh, 15 years old. Yeah. And I read, did a little bit of reading, and they eventually, like, retconned and justified it by saying that the army would get behind a 15-year-old kid in action, or no, the the... the like the United States, the the population, the citizens would get behind the war effort if a fifteen year old kid yeah. was behind, you know, like was leading the front line. which that would is be the opposite. Which is like a <laughs> it's like CPS and you know deal nowadays, but um, yeah, not, nowadays it wouldn't fly. I feel like back then, like if with the way, that, I mean, it wasn't around back then, but with the thought process of people, if if Bucky Barnes and Captain America were real things. Uh I think people would go be like yeah let's kill some Nazis. <laughs> um you know if a 15 year old kid is out there on the battlefield doing
1: but, well sure yeah.
0: Yeah. He's uh but yeah I mean he was he was to cap what Robin was to Batman. And I
1: think that was the whole point of him in the first place was to kind of um do that because, and if you've ever looked at really looked at you know, cutting back to Batman from last week and Captain America, they very much are now more than ever. Um, what's the word perfect opposites, yeah, like in what they represent, but also very similar in other ways. And I, I find that very interesting. Like, ones, um, and Cap is more similar to Superman, same way that Superman is opposites to. Batman so I find that interesting but yeah I think Bucky was supposed to be that that Marvel sidekick because there weren't a ton of Marvel sidekicks in that sense
0: there were a few and actually one of the books I read today uh, there were quite there there were a, there's a very small handful yeah of them and they were super obscure you never ever hear them mentioned it's or not see them quite today. like
1: DC where DC has like Kid Flash Aqualaz like, Superboy super, yeah yes. like Supergirl like a ton like every character Wonder Girl um, almost every character had a sidekick.
0: Yes, um, they they did, and yeah, B- Bucky's a, it's a cool throwback because I mean the the original Bucky Barnes character was, I mean it just felt like nineteen forties nineteen fifties America, and oh, yeah. and you know I'm. His the the good awesome. stuff, the, the 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 happiness, the joy. Like he was in really good spirits, and he made for an interesting character. Even though reading through some of the the books that I did, he ended up getting Cap in trouble more often than not. But he was, I don't know. He he reminded me of like Opie from like Andy Griffith's show. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like, that's perfect. Or like a beaver. Like, that typical, like, apple pie, like, trouble kid. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, that that's actually, like, a really good good look at it. Like, that 50s, 60s. Right, like, that was
0: Andy Griffith's son's name, right, Opie? I, I believe so. Oh, God. That's going to bug me because
1: I love that show, and I may I, have just I, forgot it. I'm more, like, yeah, I, I'm, like, my brain goes to Beaver or, um, oh, my gosh, the, the, the Dennis the Menace. Those typical, like, like, you know, that kid that's, like, the... That everyone loves him, but he's always causing problems. I was
0: right. It was Opie. Okay, okay. Opie.
1: Yeah, I mean, that,
0: that's that's what that was the vibe I got from from him, um, without a doubt. And we're gonna get into our comic book reviews today, uh, but definitely there there was definite differences between Bucky Barnes movies and yeah, Bucky Barnes comics. I think if this movie the movies were done in the fifties, they would have a definite cheery... Yeah. cheery um atmosphere.
1: Shazam vibe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: But this is um, the way they did Captain America. The way they portrayed Bucky Barnes is just a reflection of modern culture. And, and
1: they- I will say, too, uh, one of the things a lot of people know Bucky is Cap. Yes. It was a very short lived run as Cap. It was seven issues of the Avengers and like five or six Eh, no, maybe ten or twelve issues as a solo like, run, as solo Cap, and even then he wasn't really the star of those. Um, and then a brief run in Fear itself, okay, where he doesn't last long. Um, so he actually wasn't Cap for very long, and the whole time he was Cap, he played second fiddle. I was trying to find, I was going to review a Captain America book for this as of Bucky, and it's very like very minimal, minimal, and he doesn't do a lot as Cap. He has a very iconic look um and the captain america you see with a shield and a pistol drawn which i love that it looks awesome um different than your normal cap but he doesn't didn't have a as huge of an impact as cap as you would think actually sam wilson has the bigger impact as captain america in my opinion really so
0: yeah because everyone's always like, you know, who's going to take over Captain America's mantle when? That's S- what I was thinking. Chris Evans goes, and I was like, oh, Bucky makes sense because the way they're portraying him, you know, they, they portray him. I feel like to be a bigger character than Falcon. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure which one they're going to go Kinda with. I hope
1: Falcon gets the the limelight. To be honest, I love Anthony Mackie. So he's really good.
0: <laughs> he's really good. He did give me a shout out once on Twitter during <laughs> really? Captain America: Civil War. Oh, that's dumb. all you had to do is. Tweet team Cap or team uh, Iron Man, and he goes Big Matt something something Big Matt team Cap something like that. It was it was the coolest thing. Oh, you need thing.
1: to find that tweet and then like share it on the panel discussion, like we're. I should. Yeah. It was
0: they do. They were doing really cool promotional stuff back then, so I do appreciate him. Um, all right, so we have the book I'm going to review is uh, it's not a Captain America individual book, but it's actually one of the first team books um it was actually the first team book uh that Marvel ever published it was the the all Winners squad uh which consisted of human torch, captain america, submariner, the uh, let's see wizard um miss marvel no there's a couple and they're like sidekick oh is yeah it, human torch
1: is it robot human torch or? yes yeah okay so now yeah it, it came out in 46 it currently exists and it's this 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 story they're revisiting it as we speak but it's captain america that human torch submariner and winter soldier oh and they are the invaders and it's on like issue three but it's this current like world war ii group oh that's awesome that is awesome. It is.
0: A, I mean, it's a cool bunch of characters. And, like, it, it's really cool, re, you know, reading this. Um,
1: cause I think he's Bucky in that. He's Bucky at the time, obviously. Yeah,
0: yeah, he, he's Bucky in this one. Um, and it's cool seeing Human Torch... Like, I've never read an uh, old Human Torch book, yeah. but I think it would be a cool one to analyze, too. Oh, yeah. Um, Fantastic voice. Sti- you can tell he's, like, stylized, just like the, the newer one. But, um, yeah, so... They get a phone call. Uh there's actually this big announcement on the and the No, excuse me, the letters in the sky. Letters of fire in the sky. It was human torch uh calling Captain America, Submariner, Miss America, and Wizard. Emergency go to City Museum at once. And they all ride over there. Um Captain America's driving like this yellow it looks like a it's an ugly looking car. <laughs> it is an ugly looking car, but in a you, Bucky stands up and points. Hey, Cap! There's Miss America. Hi, and you know that childlike innocence. And then there's Wizard and and uh, Namor running, and then they meet up with uh, Human. Who I can't remember what Human Torches like sidekick is. I think it's like Toro or something like that. Um, but anyways, they the go match. to the match. <laughs> the match, yeah. <laughs> the Human Match. Uh, they're at the museum and. That some guy says that a bunch of stuff has been stolen from the different ages of mankind, the bronze, iron, all that stuff. And caps like, really, why did you, why did you call me for this? You know, why did you call us for this? This seems like a job for local police. Um, but it was someone who left a letter to, for uh, the All Winners Squad, and um, pretty much calling them out and challenging them. And they looked at something. To, uh, something it was uh, a name on on the thing One, first it was Biza and then they came up with the name Roman um, which backwards spells Namor and so automatically they all got suspicious with, with Namor and um, so he leaves and this art is crazy like and I'll show you Greg and I'll post it on our Facebook page like Namor has like his head is legitimately like a triangle <laughs> It is so it Nacho is, tip Namor. <laughs> it's so interesting. Um weird. And yes, Tor, Toro is the name of the his human torches sidekick. I kick. like Match Boy better. I do too. Um but Toro actually agrees with them. They feel he feels bad that all the you know, the all winners uh attacked Namor and blamed him for this, um for this clue um that they discovered. And you know, they, they get to they try to get to the bottom of it. And what they do is they all separate into their respective. Um, they all have respective chapters. Uh, there's the Captain America Bucky one, which I I will follow, um, but he's going after the Age of Bronze stuff, and it's it's just, it's just cool. Bucky just tagging along. They, they get into fights with some um, some mobsters, and it's like so simple, and and Bucky. You can just tell Bucky's like the. If you, if Bucky, this version of Bucky came out today, like debuted today, he would be the butt of all jokes. Oh, yeah. He would. Because he'd be like, oh, Cap, they slugged him. And then, um, one of the mobsters punches Bucky in the face and then runs off. And, and Bucky, uh, you know, Cap eventually helps him, helps him get to his feet. And Bucky's holding his face. Poor little kid. Um, but then they they follow the they end up tracking and following the mobsters to some warehouse, where, they, and they attack the mobsters. And Cap uh, Cap's doing pretty good for himself, fighting. And then Bucky, not so much. Again, um, one of the mobsters gets uh, pulls a gun to the back of Bucky and says that if Cap doesn't stop what he's doing, he's going to he's going he's going to shoot. Bucky (laughs) it's so bad Um, so they rope him up and they eventually um, eventually Cap and Bucky break free and they wind up stopping the mobsters and retrieving some of the stolen relics Um, I just really focused on this one because like I said there's not many there's not great Bucky Barnes stories from this time period there there just aren't Uh, but they did a chapter on the wizard the Wizard, uh, but they each tackled different ages for the merchandise. The Wizard went after the Iron Age uh, merchandise and he fought with some like cowboy gangster stuff. Like it was, it was actually kind of cool. Human Torch went after some steel, uh, steel age uh, relics and they eventually all retrieved it, but it was, um, and brought it back to the museum, but, um, I don't know. This this was cool because this was, this was the beginning of Marvel Comics. This was Timely Comics switching over to Marvel Comics, and hmm. and you know they they show it. Advertisements in here are just so cool. Um, you know they they show advertisements for each of these characters' individual runs. Then there's a a Young Allies book where it's like Bucky, Toro, and a couple other ones, and. Oh, it's just so good. It's it's a it's a big read, and this it, it's probably worth quite a bit of money. Um, but let's get into the review, the the actual review part, uh, which is really cool. The artwork, the artwork was something like I showed Greg Namor had a triangle upside you know upside down triangle shaped head, legit looked like a pizza. Um, but the art, I mean, the art was that was the time period though, but. I don't know. I like old school art, but even that was a little rough for me. I'm gonna give the artwork a seven. Um action M- minimal. Um really it was Cap doing a few things and then Bucky kinda of messing it up. But it was a set, uh, I'll give that a seven as well. Uh story. It's a cool little story. Uh I like the idea of the all winner squad being their uh Marvel's first team. You know, pre-Avengers, pre-X-Men, pre-so much stuff. And it was a cool, it, it was a, it was a strange, I mean, it was a strange story, but, um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was all right. Seven, seven for that one. Uh, Dialogue. Dialogue was really easy, of the times. Um, dialogue is pretty, usually a pretty good one with me, so I'm going to give that a ten. And it was, it was cool to see read too I like reading the older books because you get to see how people like actually talked back then um, you know different figures of speech and and stuff like that but rereadability there's a lot to it and especially with all the other different characters books uh, re-readability was pretty cool so I'm going to give it a nine I'm giving it a 40 out of 50 for this comic book um, yeah there's a lot to it there's a lot to it it's a nice long read um if you include, like I said, I just wanted to focus on the Bucky and Cat part, but they had stories for every character in the All Winners squad, which is nice. But 40 out of 50 for uh, All Winners number 19. So, all right. Greg.
1: Yeah. Your turn. I'm audibling what I was going to do. Because <laughs> it fits better. Um, I found it. So, I was going to read Thunderbolts, where Winter Soldier is leading like his own team. Right. But... I don't know. It's kind of just Winter Soldier. It's nothing special. So we're going to read Captain America 620, which is Captain America and Bucky, part one of five, which is, uh, it's masks. So it hops in with Bucky as a kid, um, and he's still going under the name James. He's not, you know, because his Bucky comes, his name is James Buchanan Barnes. Yeah. Um, so that's the name he's, he's going by, and he's at home with his parents Um, and his mom has died and it's just him and his family. Um, and it's just kind of showing him going through his life, um, that him and his dad were, he, he says, everyone thinks my story started with a mask. Um, but it wasn't the mask you think it was a brave face. Um, his, him and his dad were trying to make his life as normal as it could be, um, before after his mom died, um. And it was just him, his dad, and his sister. And uh, it shows him, like, getting into fights at school. And he's, like, with his family, like, trying to keep his sister happy. But it actually, it shows him, like, just he beats the crud out of, like, some kids, like, standing up for himself. Um, Just being a troublemaker, like, he's got a big smile on his face, and he's, like, knocking this bully out. Um, and constantly getting in trouble with his father. Like, his father is telling him um, he's, like, not supposed to be getting into fights, and, like, you're supposed to be being this, like, you know, special student. And his dad is actually, like, he's a military brat, you're finding out. Um, And then he... His the military comes home and his dad. You find out his dad actually died in maneuvers, um, so just doing like training, his dad was killed. So now it's just Bucky and his little sister. Um, he's 15, she's like 10, I think. Um, and now you're so you're finding out that the reason Bucky's involved in the military is his, his dad was in the military and his dad dies, so he's just basically being raised by them at this point. Um, and it's just him talking about like how scared and alone he felt. Um, but he lives in this military group and, like, uh, he's kind of just like, I think he's like selling porn. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's selling porn to, like, the generals and the majors to, like, <laughs> keep in good graces and, and, um, make money. And he's, like, just always getting into trouble. He, they show him going to, um, like a, 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 like a club at the time and he like finds this girl and he like walks up to her and here's where the 1940s language comes in he walks up to him and goes care to cut a rug and her boyfriend walks up and he gets into like a fight with her boyfriend and actually knocks him out cold and he clearly is a lot older than her or than him the boyfriend is and bucky like starts a whole bar fight and ends up in prison um, just constantly like getting into trouble, like where you had this like apple pie, good boy, like he's this like troublemaker, like kind of not like, like he's a good, like plucky kid, but he's that troublemaker kid. Um, who, he's an orphan. It just, just trying to do whatever he can. Um, but the general comes and finds him for a special assignment. Um, and they ship him off to training and he actually is training with the SAS and like doing missions there, and, like, really becoming this special person, you see him, um, watching tape of Captain America, and he wants to be just like him, like, he studies his every move, and, like, um, he's actually, like, they're showing clips of him being this soldier, and he's an incredible soldier himself as a kid, like, swinging away from, um, like, combat, and, like, getting shot at, and he's just, like, just dodging all of it, taking out multiple people at once, like setting all these records. Like he took out six guys in 17 seconds by himself, but he's also, as he's going through this, he's bugged by Captain America. The fact that like Captain America is in America fighting and not fighting the Nazis with the soldiers. Like, he's like, I don't get it. Like, why isn't he here? Um, and he's about to be dropped in to america for his special destination um for this mission he's gonna fight in and he introduced he's introduced to his partner which is captain america uh, Cap- captain america like shows him around everything and gives him the suit and he goes what do i call you and that's when he's like gets the suit for the first time and goes you know what you can call me bucky and so this is kind of cool because this is like the origins of bucky it's showing him like as this like tough kid like really having a hard life like you don't really normally i don't think like i didn't realize that with him like and he's raised by the military yeah very much so on a different side of it like but he's he's 15 and like i said he's they're showing him over and over again taking down whole groups of like adult soldiers by himself much tougher than you originally realized, like, he's got full SAS training, full American military training, um, and really earns the right to be fighting alongside Captain America in this issue. Um, Super cool, very different, and like I said, and it shows him, and he goes, this is the final line, he started with, like, the first mask I wore, he goes, that was the day um, I took off one mask realizing I didn't need any more and put on a new one for a new life. But of course that was where all the trouble really began. So it talks about like taking off the brave face mask and becoming like a real, this real hero. Um, but it's really cool. I- I'm going to get into reviewing this cause I, I actually very much enjoyed just, just that quick read through this. Um, <laughs> art, the art's very different. It- they did a good job with this art. Um, it very much is a crossover of like new and old art. It almost, if you look at it, like feels kind of like, if you. I can show Matt, it feels like old, like lining style, but with the new inking style. Yeah. It's very cool. I'm going to give the art an eight. Okay. Um, action. There's just a couple of fist fights. Nothing too crazy. I'm going to give the action like a seven. Um, still a good amount because they're showing like all the clips of his training and, and, um, and, and Captain America's like combat reel. Um, art. Actually, I do this every time. Story. <laughs> story. The it, This is cool. It's cool seeing this side of Bucky and like really getting a true origin for Bucky Barnes and not just the Winter Soldier. I'm going to give the story an 8. Okay. Dialogue. The dialogue's pretty standard. Um, his voiceover is pretty cool, just like his um, narration of his life. I'm going to give the dialogue a 6. All right. And then I'm at rereadability. I want to read the rest of this. This is a... Eight issue run altogether um, I'm gonna definitely read the rest of it. So I have it queued up and saved, so I'm gonna give that a ten. I'm I'm very interested in seeing where this is going. Um, and I did already. I had started to read a different issue and then switched to the first issue and already saw, ironically, like not ironically, um, so unsurprisingly, like that that robot human torch is involved in this storyline and very much that original group again. Right. That we expected. So that's kind of cool. So yeah. Very good.
0: Thirty nine out of fifty. Cool. For that issue. All right. I'm going to jump into my second book now. Um, this one is really, this is the first appearance of Bucky as Winter Soldier. Um,
1: Perfect. <laughs> how much everything
0: has changed since then. And it's actually, was part of a storyline of a new run of Captain America books in 2005. Um, is the out of time story. Yes. And he actually, um, I scrolled through, I mean, I scrolled through it I was trying to find the actual first issue where he appeared in and it was only brief, but it was part six, but he, you can definitely tell he was, um, he was behind a lot of stuff. Uh, first issue, the end, I think towards the end of the book, Red Skull gets shot through the heart and it ends up being, you know, obviously you find, look back and it ends up being Bucky or Winter Soldier.
1: This Winter Soldier run, um, so I actually read some of this as well. If you re read through it, like the Winter Soldier movie has a little bit of it. Civil War has a ton of the Winter Soldier run in it. Yes. The That's what I'm noticing looking like, through it. Yeah. They line up very much. Like they took this like I think it's like a seven or eight issue run and it's included in both movies.
0: Yeah. They did um really good translating it to yeah. you know, the movies with what they've had to, what they had to work with, fitting it around for the overall story. It was really, really cool. Um but I'm going to skim, th- I mean, I'm going to lightly skim through it. There's a lot going on here. But Sharon Carter is actually kidnapped. You can tell um, now in hindsight by the robotic arm that it's, you know, he's kidnapping her. There's a little scene with Nick Fury. Um, and then it goes to Captain America. He took a plane out to the English Channel. And he's going to figure out, he's investigating. Um, you know, he's investigating. He knows what's going on. He's he's trying to figure out who's behind all these killings, all this stuff. But he, he goes to the English Channel. He goes, this is where I died, um, essentially. And he goes, he finds one of the old castles that he him and Bucky raided back in the day. And, you know, he's just going through memories. He's getting a lot of flashbacks. He's, he's seeing stuff. He's seeing ghosts of the past, which is, you know, really cool. This is where him and Baron Zemo uh, had a battle before. But he goes inside. There's still Nazi flags hanging up. Um he's seeing some go you know, ghosts he's getting that flashback vibe and then um he goes up onto a s he goes up on a staircase and looks down on a balcony and gets a he sees uh he sees Zemo and a bunch of Nazi should, soldiers. And a bunch
1: of Nazi shoulders. Shoulders. <laughs> this is the worst
0: kind of shoulders you can have. Um and sees Baron Zemo go, Captain Americaner. Americaner <laughs> That's how he talked. Get him, kill him, and they start firing bullets at him. And he gets into this big fight, and then realizes that it was all an illusion. He throws his shield at some of the the soldiers. Can't. Why do I keep saying (laughs) almost saying shoulders? He keeps he throws his shield at these soldiers. I think it's because I'm saying shield and soldiers so close together. Uh, Throws it at him, and it goes right through him because they're obviously ghosts. The bullets weren't real. Um. And then he looks he looks up, he finds um finds this area where the plane slash bomb um that Bucky cling to and blew up in, and he see, he sees the flashback. Um he witnesses it. And it's almost a little different than what the uh what the original story was. I think it's a little different. But Bucky tries to jump off, but his His hand is stuck to this bomb plane, and it blows up midair. Um, As Steve Steve couldn't hold on, he he fell off. But uh, he starts to walk back. So he's kind of figuring stuff out. He's 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 hurt essentially. But then he gets a vision. He gets he holds his head, and um, I don't know some kind of vision or something that shows him that Sharon Carter is tied up on a rooftop somewhere. And he tells the pilot, he's got to go, got to go. And he, eventually, it's definitely New York City. He jumps off the, the plane when they get to New York City, parachutes onto the roof, and battles a couple of bad guys and saves Sharon Carter. And she goes, she's like, Steve, oh, God, it's a setup. And Cap goes, I'm sure it is. Let's just get these chains off you and we'll deal with it. And she goes, you don't understand, Steve, the guy we've, we've been hunting, the man who killed the Red Skull. I've seen him. I think it's Bucky, and Cap looks incredibly distraught. In the crosshairs is Winter Soldier, ready to um, take a shot. I'm not sure if he remembers Cap at this point. He doesn't. He, do- he doesn't remember him at this point. I read the following issue. Okay, <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, you know, should I take the shot? And somebody on the other side of it. Goes no, regardless of your personal feelings, that is not the plan. It's not about feelings, sir. It's it's the man is simply good. He's going to be a problem. So he's Winter Soldier's. You know, thinking ahead, and the guy in the other line says no. It looks like he punches some kind of button, and it goes to a clip of Nick Fury with, uh, let's see, with the Winter Soldier file, and some other stuff goes on. Um, some bomb, something blows up. Maybe be an EMP or, or something. Some kind of bomb goes off, and it ends with some this guy who's a big part of the story. I'm not sure what his name is, but he's holding what looks to be the Cosmic Cube. Um, but that's it. That's how issue number six ends. And I'm going to rate it right now, starting with artwork. Uh, very real, and I think 2005, like mid 2000s, did a really good job doing this. Um, and this was an excellent read. This was an excellent read. Artwork-wise, uh, I'd give it a nine. Action. Very minimal. Again, um, story continuing on. Um, I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a seven. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to give it a, a five. There, there really was no action um, at all. Besides like the Cap fighting the ghosts a little bit and then him saving Sharon Carter, but it was very minimal. Um Story. This was a really cool story. And, you know, just skimming through the first ones to find the actual first appearance appearance of Bucky. Um, holy. Sh- <laughs> I'm going to swear. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, what a great way to bring in a new run of Captain America. And what a great way to bring in a character like the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Uh, and it 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 went well. I like, I like. He, he keeps going through the flashbacks, like skimming through. It's the such previous a good five twist. issues, it's an incredibly good twist, and people didn't see it coming, um, which is the coolest thing. So I'm going to give that a ten. Dialogue, really good, especially the flashback stuff, and then you get you know when Winter Soldier's first on screen. Um, I think I'm going to screenshot that. And put it on the Facebook page. So, so I like I like doing that, especially with the reading comics I have on the that phone.
1: Batman comic. I forgot to do that for last week. I'll have to do it. Yeah, don't
0: forget that. <laughs> don't forget that. Um, but dialogue was really cool. Really cool. Uh, especially, you know, as everything starts to be un- unveiled, and you know, caps like outer shock at the idea that this person is is Bucky Barnes, somebody who's been he's been thinking about the whole, um, the whole storyline. I I wonder. I wonder if people bet when this first came out because I didn't read it when it first came out. In hindsight, I know, but I wonder if when first people, you know, when it first came out and people were reading, if they anticipated it was Bucky the whole time with all the throwbacks.
1: Yeah, I don't know because I don't know how popular of a character he was. Like, right. If it was, if he was like something everyone knew at that moment, or if it was more like, oh man, okay, like he was like a minor character that was in your head and it was like, oh. It's very reminiscent of, and I don't know who came first. I don't know who came first here. I think Bucky came first. But it's very reminiscent of, like, Jason Todd Red Hood for Batman. Yes. (laughs) I think Bucky came first. There was, that's a good point, yeah. That's a good point.
0: Um, I think you're right, too. But, uh, yeah, like, Bucky... Jason Todd and Ben Parker were the only characters that were officially known were known as the, the the only people that actually dead in comic books for the longest time. And then they came back. (laughs) And they came came back like not too long after that, but yeah. And, and, uh, rereadability 100% love this book. Uh, I'm going to give it a 10 giving it a 44 out of 50. What an incredible run. I want to find the actual physical issues of it. And this is, uh, yeah. Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool.
1: That was July two thousand five. That launch.
0: I think so.
1: No, it was two thousand four. The first it, when they started the run it was two thousand four. So Winter Soldier was in the plans first.
0: Um, it said issue number one came out in two thousand five.
1: I was reading something. It, it might be bouncing. Okay. Because I was reading. It is. It was Wikipedia came that out said two thousand five or six.
0: It was Wikipedia that
1: said it. So they came sense. out within a year of each other. <laughs> Oh wow. February 2005 was Red Hood. Oh, okay. Weird. That's crazy. That happens a lot.
0: <laughs> I know. There are way too many parallels between Marvel and DC stuff. There's a secret writer that's on both.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they but, do they do have a lot of writers that bounce back and forth. Like Bendis wrote Avengers and now he's writing Young Justice. Right. Yeah. All right. Greg, take us home. Okay. I ooh, clicked the wrong link. Um I <sighs> I really like this book. I'm doing Winter Soldier 2018. Um, so this is issue one. This This is the new run that's going on right now. I thought it would be interesting to look at him now and where he's at. And this is a very interesting run to me. So I'm going to start it. Um, you see a group of cops in a car. And the cops are telling the one, like, get into the site before we do the raid. Get the guns. Get, get half the drugs. Get get out, get them now. To... so they're dirty, they're clearly dirty cops, um, they're planning to to run away with some stuff before they actually raid this site, um, This and this cop that they're telling this to looks kind of nervous, he walks into his house, and he um, he's going into his apartment building, he's about to unlock it, and you see a shadow there, it says Arthur Hayes, the guy reaches down for his gun, and he goes, it's me, I'm here to help, oh, the winter soldier, Like I, I didn't think you'd come, and he's talking, and This cop apparently reached out to the Winter Soldier, um, and he's going to, Winter Soldier is going to help him get out and get a new life, like, he's, like, got IDs for him, he tells him, grab everything except for your electronics, anything that can be tracked, you have, he hands him a bag, he says, you can fit everything you want to take with you in this bag, take it and get out. So he's helping this guy relocate, and all of a sudden the other cops are in the car, show back up, and they're knocking on the door, like, telling him to get out um he's like they've come back like they must have realized like i was getting antsy and you just see the winter soldier's arm bust through the door and crack one of them in the jaw the second he realizes they're not going away and he puts them down um they start fighting and one of the cops actually has powers like he has these like tentacles that like power tentacles that come in his hand and lift up bucky um and uh, he's about to steal bucky's like rip his arm off and Bucky like reaches down and pulls the cop's gun and shoots it off next to his ear um and then a bunch of other cops show up and he looks at the, the other cop and he goes are they good or bad and he goes they're bad and Bucky like tackles the good cop of the window um and they swing down onto a light post next to his motorcycle and get on his po- motorcycle and get away and the cop is just like thanking Bucky for getting him out um and it kind of goes through his past you see him like uh there without his arm Getting his new arm, getting trained as a Russian, killing um, like a bunch of people. You see him in his old Bucky suit, like going over his memories with and like the plane you talked about with his own hand stuck. Yeah, um, I has, didn't even make that connection. That makes sense why he has a metal
0: arm yep. now. I didn't even. What yep. an idiot! I am <laughs> such an idiot.
1: And Steve falling, <laughs> and then you see Zemo and Red Skull, and then you see him with um, Cap. In his capsuit, like I said, with the gun, and I love that capsuit. It's a little more of the classic. I don't know if you've ever seen that capsuit before, but he's the one on the this side. Okay. Kind of, yeah, that was kinda of like the art I had for that uh yeah. that, the
0: the the one I, the first one I read.
1: Yeah, so that's him and he's got the gun and everything. Um, and it cuts over to Shelbyville, Indiana. And he's actually talking about second chances to none other than Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers, my bad, Tony Stark, I mixed up my characters, Uh, he's talking to Tony about the second chance, and Tony's like, um, he's like, oh, so it's a crazy thing that you got to be Captain America? He goes, I think we've had like six of them, (laughs) classic Tony Stark, and and Bucky's going like, no, I get to have a second chance, he's like, um, he goes, blah, 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 like, helping others um, find redemption, like, makes sense to me, but why do you have to do it here, and He's like, what's the matter? You're out of your city boy element? Um, And they kind of are going back and forth. And, like, Sharon Carter is actually helping – he's helping – sorry, she's helping Bucky as well. And Tony's, like, they're actually fixing Bucky's arm up. That's what he's there for. And the the two of them are actually working with Bucky now. Um, And they're talking about how, like, we've all had a ton of problems – and we've all had second chances. And doesn't it make sense? Like none of us got our second chances on our own. So we need help. And Tony's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. And they find out that this is their new thing. Like uh, this is like what Bucky's doing is he's actually helping people who are getting into trouble and helping them get out of their bad life. So if they're like working for Hydra or Dirty Cops – it's a weird – this is like a TNT TV show concept. <laughs> they have this internet set up, this tour website, uh, tour net, that they, people can send an email to and like a request. And then Sharon vets them, see if they're like not setting him up, or if they're real people and how he – if like what kind of life they, they're involved in and then comes up with a new life for them and Bucky goes in and gets them out of their current life, like whether it's fighting or – and oh, that's so cool! It's really different. It's like literally sounds like a TV show. Like, I wonder if they're gonna do that with Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah, like, the Disney Plus show. Yeah, he's like Witsec. He's like a wit- he's like a witness protection agent, and it's kind of so cool. different. And he's not working for anybody, um, but Tony's helping him, um, and Sharon's helping him. And it 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 cuts over, and he's got it. He still doesn't have all of his memories back. Actually, he's like meditating, and he's on the cusp of a memory. He can't figure out. Um and Sharon comes in and and like starts talking to him and he yeah, he actually has like a red journal that he writes all of his memories in that as he comes up with them. Okay. Um and he gets a phone call from I think his name was Terry. Yeah, Terry, who's a former Hydra agent that he helped get out um somewhere in Wisconsin and shows Bucky like riding the motorcycle to Terry. And he's talking to Terry and Terry's just like like having trouble adjusting. He's like, I'm bagging groceries and the guy's like crying in this bar, like freaking out. Like I'm just like I can't handle this life, like. Uh, and he's like, "You worked for Hydra, dude. Like, this is better than anything else you could be doing right now. Like, you got to understand that." <laughs> um, and he's just going back and like telling the guy, like, "You need to find a therapist." And like, um, and Bucky just orders water at this bar, like, so he must be clean, like, yeah. Drinking, and as the bartender delivers, all of a sudden, gunshots fire out, and Terry gets killed. A bunch of people are down and dead around. Um, and Bucky puts his arm up and starts like stopping the shots and all of a sudden like a couple of the shots get through and drop them. And you just see like a, this panel switches to white. So you see all the red again End game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this guy goes like, they always tell me the vest helps, but I've never thought. So it still feels like you're getting hit by a truck. Um, he goes, Mr. Barnes here in the flesh. I'm honestly pretty excited to kill you. I'm a big fan. And it cuts over to his name is RJ and he is the winter soldier color scheme. But he's in the Bucky outfit. <gasps> oh wow, that is cool. And he's the new villain, and he's essentially like he's a he's trained or uh he looks up to Winter Soldier and is actually trained in his image. And oh. but he's taken on the Bucky look, and he's the new villain for this. This is a cool book. That's
0: really cool. It's, I like that twist at the end.
1: Yeah, this is a really cool book. I love this like wit sec, like TNT TV show style, like Bucky Barnes. Um, it's a really cool concept, not something I've ever seen in book comic books. It kind of grounds him quite a bit, um, and I really like that. But it makes sense for his character, and like I love that the team of him, Tony, and Sharon. Like it's very different, not something you'd expect because they've always kind of been at odds. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of like that. It's three people who um, all giving each other a second chance to help others get second chances. It's a cool concept. I will start with this art art's the one thing I don't I'm having trouble with this art style I don't know what it is it's kind of image comics-y it, there's just something about it I'm not crazy about it I'm actually only going to give the art a six okay I, I'm not like I don't know there's just something about this art style it's just not for me it would be for some people it's very well done it's just I, I don't have it doesn't give me the superhero vibe right I guess that's my issue with it um, it's a little too realistic but then it has like weird comic booky colors, and I don't know um action action's great there's just some really cool scenes the fight in the beginning the the shootout at the end there and just some of the shots of his past i'm gonna give the action in seven it's nothing over the top but good um story story is killer i'm actually gonna give the story a 10 very good i love the concept i love the twist at the end like we said with this with R- this introduction to rj um very cool Dialogue. The dialogue was great, too, especially his, dial- his back and forth with Tony and Sherrod. I'm going to give the dialogue a nine. All right. And rereadability. I'm going to start picking this run up. This is going to be one of my consistent weekly run- or well, monthly runs that I grab. Um, I think it's only up to issue four. So if this is something you want to hop into, it's not too hard. Um, that was issue one. So, yeah, it's only four issues far so far. Uh, it just started in January or December. I remember seeing it when it came out because we were at um, – House of Fantasy. Yes. And I almost grabbed it and didn't. Uh, you almost grabbed it as well. I think I did. I think it was really close, yeah. And so, I'm going to give the rereadability a 10 as well. I really like this book. This is very different. It's not something I normally would have read, I think. Um, but it was really cool. It was really exciting. Like, cool street-level style stuff. Oh, excuse me.
0: Oh, it was great. 42 out of 50 yeah. for uh, that book. And it's a fun one. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we chose... I chose uh, the Bucky thing. It's a different one. I mean, it's easy yeah. to do cap. It's easy he doesn't to do- have
1: as much differences as some of the characters. I think like he hasn't yes changed no. as much as like a Batman. But it's interesting to see where he's come in such a short time and like how the character, the concept, has changed. And yeah, uh, he's definitely. It, it, it's interesting to me. Thinking of the Winter Soldier, he came out in 2004, we said right. Yeah. He would have been like to me I assumed he came out like during Cold War. Right. Because he's so rooted in that I assumed he was a Cold War character cuz it makes sense. But th- the I fact mean the that he, the
0: movies illustrated that he was around all that time. Yeah. Um which was really you know which was cool i who knows they could do like they could backtrack in the comics and, and state that he's always been around
1: oh yeah but the like just in general like i would have expected a 60 in the 60s for him to be a main villain yes. because it would have made like it, it just seemed fitting for that time It would have
0: been really cool yeah 2005 it's kind of weird in high like in hindsight yeah, like, cuz it's oh, we're we're past cold war yeah. you know everything's everything's all right with with russia at this point but so, yeah he was a, I, I agree. Yeah. Weird,
1: but I like that. Like it's cool to me.
0: Yeah. Very good. Um. Yeah. He's an interesting character. Uh. Always has been. And you know, you, you say he does hasn't changed that much, and obviously he
1: a little bit. Like my the Bucky I read where he was Bucky versus the Bucky you read was very different. Right.
0: Yeah. No. That's that, that is a good point. Uh, you got to look at it that way. I mean, obviously he's going to be different from Bucky Barnes to, to Winter, Winter Soldier because everything that happened in between. Yeah, just a cool character. Sebastian Stan does a pretty really good job um, of portraying him. You know, he's kind of become he's
1: become beloved uh, by a lot of fans. And he definitely like he looked like the comic book one already, but now even more. Like I can show you this panel. The comic book is a hundred percent like we're just going to look like Sebastian Stan now.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that's been a lot, a big part of a lot of the comic books. They've all taken influence from their movie. You know, yeah, I
1: feel like Thor is one of the few that's pretty much stayed like Thor. He hasn't looked too much like Hemsworth, yeah. But Tony Stark is RDJ all the time now.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. All right, that does it for the panel discussion today. Actually, quick tidbit: um, uh, hey. we've already mentioned it. August third. Niagara Falls, New York, 2176 Liberty Drive, Frontier Fire Hall, um, BICVP Radio Network is putting on the first Western New York PodCon showcase, oh, yeah. and we just bought our auction item last night, uh, it's coming in the mail, it is a graded 9.4 issue of the very first Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, storyline um beautiful it's beautiful and that will be up for auction uh ten dollars for a chance to win it and it's worth it's it's a pretty good chance i would say um so it, it it's a beautiful book too um oh, wow. i've seen the pictures of it it's a beautiful cover um especially graded as high as it is and it's a cool investment you know if you do end up winning um it's a cool investment and it's only gonna grow in value uh, down the road so
1: and watch for with all the endgame talks, the beginning of April, we will be doing a special endgame giveaway. Um, it's going to look a lot different than our other ones, I think. And we're hoping to you know, up the ante for this one. So please just pay attention and keep an eye out. We might announce it on April 1st. It's not going to be an April Fool's joke. So <laughs> just be
0: ready. Just be ready. Just be ready. Um, always. follow. If you want to be ready, just follow us on Facebook. Uh
1: the Instagrams and Instagram Twitter is usually be just more sh- active starting in the next couple weeks. Good, but. good, good. All right,
0: so yeah, we got tons of social media access, tons of stuff coming up. So you gotta stay tuned with us at the panel discussion. Uh, on behalf of Greg and myself, we thank you so much for your continued support. And we'll talk to you next week.
1: Right here.